It doesn't matter how hard it is, how difficult it is, how things don't work out sometimes like we want them to. We have to contend for the vision. And Sunday I talked about how we have to contend for healing. We have to continue to contend to raise up couples in our church that can go and preach the gospel, amen, so we can plant churches, so we can expand the gospel. So tonight we're going to have a disciples in the making, amen, and we're going to have three powerful words from three men tonight. But real quick before they come up, I want to make a quick announcement. I said this to our ministry team a few days ago. Um, I want you to be planning for conference, amen. We are going to have conference October 5th through the 9th, and um, if you've never been I want to challenge you to go. If you don't know what it is, if you don't know about it, ask somebody. If, you are, if, you're, if you're planning not to go, I want to pray that God will change your mind. Because I really believe we need this conference. And you're thinking, man, I don't know how we're going to do it. But every single time you make the decision to go, God provides. And, and I really believe there's something special waiting for us at this conference. So if I don't know who's going and who's not going. I don't know who's, I know some have already made plans months ago, already have their hotel, already have an Airbnb, whatever. But maybe you're not going or you've been planning not to go or you think you can't go. I want to change your mind. I want you to pray and say, God, open up a door. Make a way so we can get to this conference because I'm telling you, God's got something powerful for us. How many know whenever there's been a major fight, that means something good's on the way? And that's what I feel for this conference this year. I know we're going to have an awesome conference. So uh, let's prepare our hearts tonight. Let's get our notebooks out. Let's get our amens ready. I want you to do more amens for these guys than you do for me. Amen? Because they're not, they don't, they're not used to know, to know what to do if they don't get, you know, get it. So I, I can fight through your deadness <laughs> from experience. Amen? I remember at 19 years old, after I got saved, I preached my first message for 10 minutes. And I remember getting up and my knees shaking. And, you know, sometimes we think, man, you know, how they do this, you, you do it. You just get up and do it. You learn. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And so I'd preach my first one for 10 minutes at 19. And, and, and ever since then, it's just been growing and growing, reading the Bible, learning how to speak. So I told them to set them. I told them what my pastor always told me, set yourself on fire and let us watch you burn. Amen. So let's give a, a big hand of uh, uh, praise for Jesus and his disciples tonight as Brian comes to start us off. Amen. 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 It's always good when you go first. It's like we said. So today, we're, if you get your Bibles ready, we're going to talk about tithes and offering. Hope John and Jesse are prepared for that. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. So usually I come in with a couple Christian jokes and things like that prepared, but today we're just going to get straight into the Word. How many people are excited to hear what God has in store for us this evening? Amen. If you're taking notes, the title of this message is Keep the Promise, Let God Have the Details. And I believe that this is a word that's going to help us. It helped me. It's, it's always important that no matter what we do, we're still preaching it to ourselves because we have to be transparent. We have to be, we have to be open and honest with ourselves. And how many of us have times where we can struggle with, with our faith or at times where we're faced with a situation, we don't really understand what's going on. We don't understand why. We know I didn't put myself in this situation. And the, the more you begin to think about it over and over and over again, it's easy to feel like, okay, well, Maybe I did something to cause this, and we let doubt creep in. 
or we get to the point where we say, you know what, God, show me a sign. God, show me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. It's easy to get to that point. And the majority of us, we can get to the point where we feel like, God, I, I need a sign. God, show me exactly what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing, and then I'll follow. And how many of us know that if God showed us every single detail of what he was doing, that wouldn't take any faith? So as we open up in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. So we'll look into that a little deeper. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So human nature will say, well, how can there be evidence if I don't see something? It only makes sense, like, for there to be evidence, there has to be proof, and for there to be proof, I have to see it. But God doesn't work those in that way. And it says, for by it, elders obtained a good testimony. And how many of us know to have a testimony, we gotta be tested? And we don't always like the test. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always put a smile on our face but we need the test for the testimony. So again, just focusing on the title, keep the promise, let God have the details. And I'd also like to get into Romans chapter eight. If we have time, we'll get there. Say amen when you get there to Romans chapter eight. So it's one of those things where I was thinking about it earlier, it's like, okay, do we let doubt creep in? Do we ask God for all the details? And, and so many of us, it just feels like, well, there's nothing wrong with asking God to show me what he's doing. But at the end of the day, Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we're supposed to have faith in God in his word and what it says. So as we go to Romans 8, verse 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And we need to hold on to that verse because it doesn't say that we know that all things work out good when it looks good. It says all things work together for good. So all things could be things that in our mind we look at as bad or we look at as unfortunate or we look at as a, as a setback. But it's almost like what we're, when Pastor Mario was just talking earlier, he said God's already preparing a way. Just because we can't see it, we can't feel it, we can't put our hands on it, doesn't mean he's not at work. And it says, so we know he's working all things together for our good who love God. And if we're in a place where we truly love God, that's all the trust we need to have. We don't need God to give us an A, B, C, D, 10-step plan. We know that if we trust him, he's there. And it says, to those who are called according to his purpose. It's almost like what we were just hearing earlier, like, it's not, no longer our plans or our ways of doing it. It says it's his purpose, not our purpose. And if we remind ourselves in that when we go through trials and we go through struggles, it's not that bad. It's actually a good thing. So if we can also go to Psalms 84, 11 and 12. It says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Those are promises of God. Whenever we have struggles, it's not about, hey, let me call my best friend. Let me call pastor first. It's we have to go to God's promises. 
God's, God's telling, he's showing us when I go through a trial, when I go through a struggle, it's not about God, just do this or do that. At the end of the day, he's already doing it. He's been doing it from the beginning. It just comes down to, do we truly believe his promises? Do we truly believe that God is a son and that he's a shield for us? And do we believe that he's going to give us grace and glory? And it says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So that tells me if I'm going through a situation, whether it's a financial problem, uh, marital problem, kid problem, work problem, doesn't, doesn't matter. If we truly believe these verses and we believe that he works out all things together, what are we stressed out for? Like, we, we, yes, we know we live in a real world and, and there's problems and there's struggles, but we shouldn't be like the world when it comes to facing a trial. We shouldn't be walking with our head down. We shouldn't be not knowing what's going to happen next. We know what's going to happen next. It's in his word. So as we continue, I wanted to share a verse. I could have came up with a hundred other verses in the Bible that detail God's promises and his plan and what he's doing. I want to share a story with you. There was a, a man who was a believer, and he was going through a lot of problems and a lot of struggles. So he decided to travel outside of the country to a well-known religious leader or religious figure. So he went, and he was saying, I, I need prayer. So they're like, okay, well, I'm here. Like, what do you want to pray about? And he was praying. He's like, I need clarity. And the, the religious figure that he went to said, no, I'm not going to pray for clarity. And the man was like, well, you seem to always have clarity, and I need clarity right now. I'm going through a struggle. I'm going through a trial. And the person said, that's the last thing I'd ever want is clarity. I want trust. Like if, if I need, and it goes back to the same thing, if I need a clear picture of what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next week, how much am I trusting God in that? Like God wants us to, like I think Pastor Mario or, or Paul said in their verse earlier, like he rewards those who diligently seek him. And if you already know what's going to happen Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, every day, next month, next year, how much are you really going to seek him if you already know what's going to happen? How much can you grow if you already know what's going to happen? So he was told to stop clinging to the desires of having clarity, but rather pray that he trusts God. Um, I, I don't know if this verse is on here, but in Acts chapter 7, this is um, Stephen. He was actually sharing about faith, and he was talking about Abraham. And we all know Abraham. Father Abraham had many sons. You guys know how that goes. So in verse 2, it says, And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. Let's, let's leave it here. Before he dwelt in Haran. So that seems, okay, yeah, we know uh, Abraham. He moved, and, and God had a plan for him. And he became a father of many nations, and he had a promise. And let's go to verse 3. And said to him, this is what God told Abraham, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. So let's really look at that verse. Get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. So Abraham knows he's supposed to go somewhere. Doesn't know where. God didn't say, get up from your country, leave your relatives. I'm taking you to Egypt or I'm taking you to here or there. He says, get up and come to a land that I will show you. 
How many times do we go through a situation where if we look back at it now, God was telling us, get out of your comfort zone and come to where I'm showing you, but I need you to trust me first. And it's easy. Abraham could have easily been like, well, God, tell me where you're going because there's some places I don't really feel that comfortable with. There's certain things that I might have to do. How far am I going to go? Do, how much do I need to prepare or plan? And he could overthink everything like we all do at times. But he just got up and he trusted God. And even along that way, it says, get out of your country and from your relatives. That means he, he's going alone. It's, there's not a, we have to get to the point when in our faith and when we trust God, it's not like, okay, I got I to gotta do it with my wife. I got to have my friends with me. I got to have this. God told him by himself, and he had to trust God for himself. Because as great as it is to have fellow believers and, and friends and family in Christ, this walk is still personal. And it said, come to a land that I will show you. And we know how the story ends, but sometimes you think about as Abraham was going on in this, in this journey, how many times did he think about, man, God, I, don't, I know you said I'm going to be a father of many nations, but I don't even have any kids. I'm getting old. My wife's been old. He could have been thinking about all kinds of things. But he stood on the promise, that same promise that when we talk about the title of this message, as far as keep the promise and let God have the details. And, and how many of us have been given a promise by God? And some of us are like, well, I've never really heard God just speak to me and say, hey, I'm going to be this or I'm going to be the president or I'm going to be this or I'm going to be the next pastor or whatever. He doesn't have to do that. His promises are the same things that he says in Matthew 6, 33, when he says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Those are the promises that he gives us. And all these promises are here. If you want to know what God has in store for your life, if you want to know what God can do in your life when you trust him, open up this Bible right here, and you'll see thousands of things. There's no reason to walk in doubt. There's no reason to walk in fear because we have a God of miracles that believes in us. Amen. Praise God. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. Well, God is so good. Amen. Powerful word. Hmm. So mine's going to be called, Do Not Be Deceived. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, right, that sometimes we don't know and understand why. There's so many things that can deceive us as well as ourselves. Amen. And like Brian was saying, that you know, um, overthinking things, that, that's something that will get us at times, right? But don't you know that God is still in control? And he always will be, amen? You know, it says, um, you know, do not be deceived. It's been on my heart for a while. I mean, you know, seeing, you know, brothers in Christ, you know, going back into the world, that's something that it hurts. You know, we've got to understand, though, that, you know, like Brian was saying also that, you know, our walks are for us, you know, and even if you got to walk alone sometimes, we got to do it, amen? And that's something that God calls us to do. You know, there's times that we want to go outreach and, and you got to do it alone, amen, because that's what he calls us to do, amen? And that's where God really gets a hold of us in those, at that time, amen? So I have a verse out of Galatians 6. should be up there. It says, um, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For, whoever, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh 
will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. That's something that God calls us to do, amen. So tonight, are we feeding to the flesh? Are we feeding to the Spirit, amen? That's something that God is calling us to do right now. You know, you know what are we going to choose? Are we going to choose to feed the flesh more and, and do the things that we want to do? Or are we going to feed to the Spirit and do the things that God wants us to do, amen? You know, God sees all that we do. And it could be a scary thing at times, amen? You know, but we as believers... Do not, be, do not need to be afraid if we are doing the right thing, amen, through our walks, amen? You know, God has our way. You know, he's with us every step of the way. So tonight, are we, show, are we sowing to the flesh or are we sowing to the spirit? Tonight, sow to the spirit, amen. That's what God wants us to do, amen. You know, God wants you to know not to be deceived, amen. I'm going to say that throughout my, my message. Do not be deceived because that's something that, you know, we got to deal with, amen. There's so much going on in the world right now, and we got to take this serious, amen? You know, you know, how do we act when we're alone? You know, how do we act when we're not in church, amen? You know, how do we act when we're at work? You know, do we act like those around us, or do we, do we show them, you know, Christ in us, amen? And that's something that, you know, we deal with, amen, because, I mean, I know we do, because, you know, I used to be that way as well. But, you know, we got to understand that, you know, our walk is personal and people need to see what God can do through us. Amen. We got to continue, you know, to let God do his thing. Amen. You know, God wants you to know tonight that he is with you, that he loves you. Amen. You know, God did not bring us this far to abandon us. Amen. He did not. You know, he wants you to surrender your heart to him tonight. Amen. A couple of things that will help us draw closer to God. The number one thing is prayer. You know, pray for God to guide you, to teach you, to lead you, to make you a better person, and to pray for one another, even when they upset you. Yes, even when they upset you, amen? Number two, read God's word. And I'm going to put myself on blast because that's something that I really need to work on, amen. That's something that, you know, God's been, you know, really been dealing with me. And that comes with the spirit of laziness, amen. And, and you know, that's times when we start deceiving ourselves right there. But even when you don't feel like it, read God's word, amen. Get more into his word. And that's something that we should do tonight, amen. When we go home, get in the word. That's something that I'm going I'm to challenge myself and challenge you tonight, amen. Number three, love others. Even when it seems impossible, ask God to help you with that. Amen. That's something that we all deal with. You know, if you're, telling, if you're sitting here and telling me that you don't deal with that, you're a liar. <laughs> Number four, forgiveness. You know, forgive even when it feels impossible. Number five, surrender to God all your struggles and all your sins. Amen. You know, we are, we are in this together. You know, we can do more in God's kingdom and we strive together. When you see a brother or a sister in need or help, you know, help them. When God puts somebody on your heart to pray for them, pray for them. Amen. Do not be deceived. Remember that. <laughs> you know, if you want God, if you want to make it in life, if you hate sin, 
If you are tired of getting beat down by the enemy, step it up. Step up your game tonight, amen. You know, quitting should not be an option, amen. It should not be an option. You know, do not be a puppet to the enemy, to the devil. And that, that's where I see a lot of Christians do that at times. You know, when, when, when they go through a struggle, when they go through a situation, they so easily get deceived. And I want you to know tonight that you made the right choice tonight to be here, amen. And like Pastor says, you know, follow that up with something, something better, amen. Come to church on Sunday. You know, God has you, has you here for a reason tonight. And, you know, he wants you to receive the word that is, is it's in our hearts tonight, amen. And it's just something that we need to, you know, step it up. And we need to not to be ashamed of what, what God can do in our lives, amen. I have a verse out of 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 to 12. It's going to be up here. Okay, it says, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth and they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusions that they should believe the lie and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So tonight, you know, are we feeding to the flesh? Or are we feeding to the spirit? Amen. You know, those, those are things that, you know, God wants us to deal with tonight. Amen. That we, you know, we need to get serious about our walks with him. Amen. You know, to, right now is not the time for us to get lazy. Right now is not the time for us to sit back and get comfortable. There's so many things going on in the world right now. Right now is the time for us to get serious. Amen. And that's something that's been on my heart for a while. He, God wants you to know that tonight. I have a quote. It says, I believe hundreds of Christians, Christian people, are being deceived. Satan now, on this point, that they have not got the assurance of salvation, just because they are not willing to take God at his word. Do not be deceived. Happiness and enjoyment do not lie in this way, in the wicked ways. Amen? I have a couple of verses. They're not going to be up there, but it's going to be going to write them down and um, read them later. Uh, James 4, 17, it says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for he, for him it is sin. 2 Timothy 4, 3, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, amen? And like Pastor preached that long ago, it's about, you know, churches. If, if you're living in sin, you will find a church out there that's going to, you know, you know, help you with that, amen? You know, but I'm glad that in our church we believe the truth and, and Pastor preaches the truth, you know, about, about us doing those things, amen? Luke 6, 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? James 1, 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceived his heart, this person's religion is worthless. 1 John 2, 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. Amen. These are all good. God's word right here. So I'm not saying this. Don't be mad at me, man. <laughs> this is uh, John 6, 1 
John 1, 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not lie, live out the truth. Amen. 1 John 6, 3 to 10. Everyone who has been fathered by God does not practice sin. Amen. The day you gave your life to, to God, you know, from that day on, we should not practice sin. Amen. Because God's seed resides in him, and thus he is not able to sin because he has been fathered by God. Have you been fathered by God tonight? By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are revealed. Everyone who does not practice righteousness, the one who does not love his fellow Christian, is not of God. Amen. These are powerful, this is a powerful scripture, amen, that, you know, God can deal with us, with, you know, in those things. And I know some of us are more mature in the Lord, but I want you to understand that this is for all of us, amen. I want you to know that this walk is not easy, amen, but God is with you every step of the way. You know, 1 John 10, 1, 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us, Amen. You know, deceived, the definition of deceived is misled, delude, mean to lead astray, frustrate, usually by underhandedness, deceiving others, a false idea or belief that causes ignorance or helplessness. Try to deceive, he tried to deceive me by a cost, misled implies a leading that may or may not be intentional. To cause someone to believe something that is not true. Titus 3, 3, 6. I don't know if that one might be up there. And if not, it says, And one time we too were foolish, disobedient, and enslaved by all kinds of passion and pleasures. We live in malice and envy, being hated and hated, hating one another. But, what, but when the kindness of and love of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us, not because of righteousness, things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus, our Savior. And I want you to know tonight, if you're, if you're being deceived, I want you to know that tonight you can give that to God. Amen. If, if you are living in hidden sin, God can deliver you that you know deliver you from that tonight amen it doesn't matter how much you've done in life jesus loves you amen you know jesus gave us life so we can reach out to others amen i want you to know that god has been so good he's so good amen and he'll continue to guide and lead your steps if you let him amen but you know when we're alone that's the time that we need to seek god amen and really trust in him and trust in his word amen A key, a key verse right here is Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. It says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but what but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. So the times that you are feeling tempted, amen, seek God, amen. You know, seek him and, and you know, like Pastor said, seek him on your face, amen. That's something that we need to do, amen. You know, we need to get serious right now is the time to get serious. There's so many people, like I just, we should say in the world, so many people falling off, amen. And that's a scary thing because that could be one of us, amen. And that's the spirit of laziness. You know, God is with you, amen, every step of the way. And I hope somebody got something out of this, amen. And it's just something that we need to, you know, keep in mind and keep to heart, you know, not to be deceived, amen. And if you need help with that, give it to God, amen. I, I guarantee you that he'll help you with that, amen. Love you guys. God is good. Amen. Amen. How many are excited? That was good words, huh? See, and they, they chose me last. I was like, okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited about this word. Before I do start, I do, I do want to just say thank you, Pastor, for just giving us this opportunity to, you know, be able to be up here and talk and, and, and preach God's word, whatever he put in our hearts. It's one of those things where we know I, I definitely, it's, it's an honor to be up here. So thank you, Pastor, for, for, that, for this opportunity. But today, what I want to talk about is something that hit me, that, that came, came close to me a couple days ago. I know I, I remember I was praying. I was about to start praying. And I remember I was, I was about to start praying, and the first words that came out of my mouth was, Lord, I'm tired. God, I'm tired. Those were the words that came in my, out of my mouth. And the first thing I did, I just sit there. I just sat there. I just, just sitting there, just thinking of everything that, was, that, I, that I was going, you know, everything that was happening. So I said, God, I'm tired. But that gave me a strong revelation of knowing that I know I can't do this alone. There is, it's impossible that I can do this alone. And it gave me a strong, a strong feeling that I need God. It's impossible for me to walk this world the way that I want to walk it. If I, if I, if I, trust, in the, if I trust in God and I stay in his word, it's just a powerful thing knowing that I need his word in me every single day. Amen? Amen. So tonight's message, what the title is, is, Lord, I'm tired, but I know you're not. Right? Amen. And I know I thought Pastor Mario was talking, talking about it because he said, bring it on. When, he, when Pastor Mario was talking about, hey, everything that you have, give it to me. Amen. That's what God said. And we start talking about the things of this world. It, it, don't, get it, don't get it wrong. We all have work. We all have things we got to do. We all have families we have to take care of. Throw, then, you, then you throw in this, uh, this pandemic that we're in. You start adding all those things. You know, things start creeping in your mind. Start, things start happening. You start thinking, oh, man, it's so much. So much is happening. Come on, where the real, where the where the real ones at? Amen, amen. This, the, the real, the things start creeping up in your mind, and you start thinking, "There's so much that's happening." But Isaiah 40, verse 27, 31. I'm gonna start it out here. Where it says, "Oh Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see trouble? Oh Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? 
The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of all earth. The never, he never grows weak or weary. He can, never, he can measure the depths of, the, of his understanding. He gives power to the weak. Even the youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary, and they will walk and not faint. Amen. Let's give God some praise for those. Amen. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. So today what I want to really talk about is going to be really much how, how did it all begin? Back in, back in, we're going to go back all the way to Genesis, Genesis 2 and 3. We don't have time to go into reading the whole chapter, but I want to just start out with, with Genesis 2, verse 15. It says this, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in a garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. So God put us here to work, to work, to keep, it things, to keep the things going, to keep the things that, that, he, that he, had, he had created. It's like a new, it's, and I, th- I thought about this, it's like a vehicle. When you buy a vehicle off the, off the dealership, a brand new one, you still have to keep it. You still got to maintain it. You still need the oil changes, the tires, and things like that. So that's how I put this in perspective. And that means everything that was around it. Verse 20, verse 19 and 20, and that's, that included the animals. And it said, so the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds in, in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he had what he would call them and the man chose a name for each one he chose the name for each animal in this place come on if you if you if you can if you just just go into the zoo itself you start naming all the animals that's already tiring come on and it said it says he named every animal named each one he gave the names to all livestock all the birds in the skies and the wild animals when I started thinking about that and then started thinking, man, he named every animal. I can only imagine the beginning was all those long animals' names. Hippopotamus, rhinosaurus, right? Then at the end, I bet you he was like, cow, pig, dog, right? Can we only imagine how, and God, God, God he knew he was going to get tired. So he got tired. He, he, God understood that. Genesis 18 said, then God, the Lord God, said, it is, it is not good for man to be alone. Come on. It is not good for man to be alone. I will, I will make a helper for who is just right for him. If you're sitting next to your wife, just look at her and say, you are right for me. Amen. You are right for me. Amen. So that's what God created Eve. That's what God created um, Eve when Adam was sleeping. But and then they ate, they, then together we, we know that, we all know that the, how the story went. They ate the forbidden fruit, and then they failed, and they lost the commandment from God. And going, and this is where God said to them, once they broke that, that, that command, in verse 17, he said, And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife, and you ate the tree, whose fruit I have commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All of your life, will, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Verse 19 says, by the sweat of your brow, you will, you will have food to eat until you return back to the ground, in which where you were made, from where you were made, from dust, and to dust you shall return. Amen. So we were put in this place 
knowing that we got to keep up with God's work. So keep up with God's things that he's given us. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things in this world like we just talked about. There's a lot of things that the world can kick you down, and especially when you're down, you're getting hit with another two-by-four. Come on, we're the real Christians, the believers, where are we at, right? When it's, like, it's like for an example, it's like when a car, you, you find, you're having financial problems, and then you go into your car and you try to turn it on, and it just, just, those type of problems, they just keep coming after, after, after another, after another, those things. You know, so we got to be doers. We just got to go. We got to go where God has called us to be, amen? Romans 12, 2 talks about, and do not be conformed to this world, hallelujah, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may pro- prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. What a perfect will of God. I don't know about you guys, but I want to walk in that perfect will of God. Wherever God needs me to go, let, let his will be done, not mine. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That is so good. So knowing it, Romans, Romans 3.23 talks about we're all, we've all fallen short. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. So we, so those things, they're there. It's not, it's not in the Bible just to, just to, uh, just to be there. We all fall short. We all fall short. We run out of energy. We run out of answers. We run out of resources. We run out of so much. But when you're tired, my God is not. Our God is not. Amen. When we're tired, our God is not. God's right here. Come on, bring it in. Bring it to me. Amen. And I thought I really thought Brian was going to get into it and Jesse because he was talking about, you know, this is a relationship. It's a it's a relationship with you and God. When you're struggling, when you're in pain, when you're going through some battles, you're not going to just call your friend. Hey, let me be let that be my first my first lifeline. Amen. The first lifeline should be straight to Jesus, straight to God. Hey, God, I'm going through so much. And I feel like that prayer that I gave God when I said, God, I'm tired was so much more because he gave me so he, he filled me up with so much more than anything else that any like longer prayer mess prayers that I used to have that I had but that one God I'm tired because that came straight from the heart and that was a good good revelation that God gave me that man I need him Psalms Psalms 103 verse 14 through 17 says for he knows how weak we are he remembers we are only dust Our days on this earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and we die. The wind blows and we're gone as soon as, as, although we had never been here, but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to children's children. Come on, church. I don't know, every time time we talk about generations and and things like that, man, that that touches touches hearts. It should touch hearts because we got newborns here. We got a a child that's on on the way. To me, if if this, if after this, we're all going to pass, after us is going to be the next generation. Amen. Amen. Just knowing that, hey, the love that God had for my great-grandparents is the God that was, is, is, is the God that loves me for who I am right now. And it's the God that's going to love my child that's not even born yet. Amen? So that right there, God, is the God, God was and is and is to come. His love is everlasting. His, his, his love is just, it's forever. Hallelujah. Wow. God is so good. So going back to Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31, that even youth will become weak and tired. That the young men will fall exhausted, but those who trust in the Lord... 
will find new strength. I know some of us probably came in here carrying heavy burdens, heavy, heavy hearts, heavy things in our, in, in our, in our minds, in our hearts. But it just it says it right there. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. The new strength. We're not talking about the old strength. The new strength. Amen. They will soar high like eagle wings. They will run and not get weary. And they will walk and not faint. How many in this place we can wake up and just say, God, I know I'm going through so much, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Now the Bible talks about that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. There is nothing that we're, and when the enemies, there's Psalms 27 talks about when an army is encamped against me to eat up my flesh. The, my enemies and foes, they will stumble and fall. Come on. If God is for you, then who could be against you? Hallelujah. Come on, church. That's, those are scriptures that we can just write down every time. That, oh, Hallelujah. Though I am more than a conqueror. That's us. Though we are more than conquerors in this place. So we started talking about, I know we were talking about um, how sometimes God, you know, as, as parents, you know, we know when our kid, it's, it's time for them to take a nap. Because they start, uh, uh, they start fussing, they start doing their, 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 their grumpiness. And you can just tell, hey, all right, time to go rest. Go, go sit down. Go, go take a nap or something. And then can we only imagine, you know, when we're going through so much, when we're thinking, oh, God, this, 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 all this, all this, all this, we're going through so much. Can you only imagine what God said, man, just relax. Just relax. Listen to my word. Stay on my word. And I was thinking about that because Isaac, that's his main thing that he always says, relax, dude. That's his thing. That's every, every line, every time, he, every time somebody he hears something, he says, relax, dude. So I, I, so I heard, I heard that voice, relax, dude, whenever that. <laughs> but just, just hearing those, man, and remembering that, always going back to that first love, going back to where that day that you walked up and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I know Pastor, a long, a while back, we, he, he preached a message on divine interruption. Right there, that message was, it still hits me. It still gets me because it's still, that's the moment that you said, all right. I'm dropping every burden that I have. I'm dropping everything that I'm carrying because it's heavy, God. It's heavy. I can't do this alone. But God said, come, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Amen. Amen. So Psalm, Psalm 69, verse 20 says, I will praise God. I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. I will honor him with thanksgiving. I don't know about you guys, but I know when I hear my, my worship song, I lift up my hands. Man, I might be that driver that's driving in the car. It's like, hey, this is my, this is my jam, you know. When, we, when I first got saved, my song that I, I kept listening to it was Oceans. You know, it talks about take my feet into deep waters, you know, where my trust, where, where I can trust in you, Lord, where my faith just t takes over. And to me, that's my song. So I listen to that song. I'm like, man, that's my that's my love. That's, that's my, me, that's what, me and God, what's up? Hey, God, me and him became close friends on this one. Amen. So, and just like Jesse said, you know, staying on the word, being in communication with God, and just knowing, man, I, I got this whole, this whole th message that God gave me just by four words that I said to God, God, I'm tired. 
that's all the, and all those scriptures that came to play and God put all this puzzle piece together because of Lord I'm tired because I gave him my heart you know I didn't say what I wanted to say I, I know there's, there's yeah there's times we we pray we pray for our food you know bless this food but when we say God I can't do this anymore I'm it's hard I'm going through so much it's so much that I can't it's so much to carry but God you are so strong you I need you God amen amen and just knowing that if we're staying on his word and knowing that we can believe in his word and we believe because the Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. How many believe that this, this evening that my God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever? And, and knowing that if he said it, then we should believe it. If it's, in the, if it's in the Bible, if it says that I'm a conqueror, I'm a conqueror. If I can stomp on serpents and snakes, I can stomp on serpents and snakes. Amen. For no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. So Isaiah, 40, Isaiah 43, verse 2. Awesome scripture that, again, when, when we're tired, when it seems impossible for us to get through some things, when it seems impossible for us to, to just to walk in a straight line, Isaiah 43, 2 says, when we... It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Come on, man. Every, every, every sentence is for you. Every sentence is for all of us just right now for us to be able to take it. When you walk through fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not, be, will not consume you. Hallelujah. How many are excited that the flames will not consume us? Amen. Amen. That the, that the flames will not consume us and will not burn for the flames. For I am, I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah. I don't know, man. I just something about walking and, and knowing that, hey, I'm walking in a straight line, God. And I can only imagine the things that are happening spiritually around me. But God is with us. God is with us no matter where we're going, no matter where we're at. If we trust in the Lord, he will give us new strength. I don't want that old strength that I had, man. Every day is a new day. So every day is a day that I should be able to grow. So if, 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 if you're telling me I'm getting new strength, if I trust in you, Lord, I'll take that. I'll take that. Amen. So if I can have every head bowed and eyes closed all over this place. Amen. Amen. I want to read another scripture, and this is off Matthew, Matthew 11, verse 28, verse 30. And these came out of Jesus' mouth. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humbled and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burdens I give you is light. I love that scripture because God is just, is te he's telling us right there that it, you don't have to walk this, you don't have to walk alone. This isn't just a you walk. This is a, I, he is there for you. This is the opportunity where you get to accept, say, hey, God, I need you. I'm going through so much. I, I, I want to walk with you. I want to take your yoke upon me. 
It doesn't matter how many times we fall. And now, it just when I was thinking about how many, how many times I've said, God, I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It's like it's, it's thinking about, you know, the babies being born and the, the first steps. Parents don't count the times that the baby falls. Parents count the steps that the baby takes. So this is the, this is the time and the opportunity right now that you're taking those right steps towards Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen, amen. I know God is moving in this place. I know God is, is, is filling somebody up right now and, and, and just thinking of the things that, that, that's, that's heavy in their heart. But he just said it right there. Come to me, all who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, for he will give you rest. So all over this place, all over this place, how many people all over this place are ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The opportunity where you can come in and, and say, God, I'm, I'm leaving everything behind because you, said I, because you said I can have new strength. So I want the strength that you're giving me, Lord. So you can put your hand up and put it right back down. Amen. Dear God, do you know how many all over this place? There's an opportunity right now where you can rededicate your life. Rededicate your life if you've, if you've fallen away. And, and just like how Jesse said, this is, this is not the time and place. This is not the time right now. This is a time to keep marching. This is a time as as a as an army, we should be able to stand up. You know, Romans 10 says, confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart. And believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That right there, church, is how we're gonna we're gonna be with God. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's, let's take some. Let's enjoy some time in this altar. Let's get some time in, 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 in prayer with God. And knowing that no matter what we're going through, God is strong. So God will take your burdens. He will take those things off of you. So this is a perfect place to leave it. Amen. Amen. You guys can come in and 